Welcome to an inspirational message by Pastor Harold Weiss, Senior Pastor at Little Falls Christian Center. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the word of the Lord will come to us this day. Both morning and evening will be something that everybody will really enjoy. We thank you for the transforming power of your word in our lives, that we are transformed from glory to glory as into the image of the Lord our God. And furthermore, Lord, for the indwelling Holy Spirit, for we are temples of your Holy Spirit. In that is major revelation, the mystery hidden since the foundation of the ages, Christ in us, the hope of glory. I thank you this day, Lord, that everybody will become stronger today. And Lord, tonight, being a long weekend, it's just right for a great move of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Now you may take your seats. And uh, I am at the moment absolutely amazed because I have, I think the Lord's done something to me and uh, quite out of the ordinary. And uh, I, th- I, just, I just, this morning sat down, I thought, wow. And I kept on saying, wow. And revelation is indeed upon us. And so I will have to journal every little Revelation as they come through and the date thereof. I have to do it from here forward. So I'll do just that. But I want you to go with me and turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter number 4 and the 23rd verse. Now I'm going to read from the New Amplified Bible. And of course I have the text here, uh, the Greek text, the English text of the New King James also in front of me. But for the now... I think I'll just read here from the Amplified, and it says these words, Mark 4, 23. It says, now, if anyone has ears to hear, ears to hear, and heed my word. Let's listen to that again. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Heed, hear and heed my words. Then he said to them, pay attention to what you hear. By your own standard and measurement, that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it'll be measured to you. And you will be given even greater ability to respond. And more will be given you besides. For whoever has a teachable heart to him, more understanding will be given to anyone who has a teachable heart to him even more understanding will be given teachable changeable and whoever does not have a yearning for truth 
even what he has will be taken away from him. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Pay attention to what you hear. By your own standard of measurement, that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you and you will be given even greater ability to respond and more, even more, will be given you besides. In the book of Revelation, chapter number two and seven, you, several verses here, don't have to. I always, you know, encourage everyone to take, take notes. You know, you have a nice little journal or diary that you take these verses for sometimes I quote too fast and then I would love to take it a little bit so you get maximum out of this. But it's a repetition of a thought. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear Heed also my words. Revelation 2.7 He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. Revelation 2 and 11 He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Revelation 2.17, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Revelation 2.29, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Revelation 3.6, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Revelation 3.13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Revelation 3.22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Revelation 39, if anyone has an ear, let him hear. Right there, one word, like we would say in the Afrikaans language, you would, you know, talk to the children sometimes, and you know, it was like an Afrikaans expression, you would say, Kreura. Have you ever heard that? Or your parent would say, you know, there's kind of a little threat there of a mother and a father to a child. You better get ears. You get that in English? You better have ears here. Now, what does the Lord say here? So many times in the Bible, these words, if anyone has an ear, ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Now, just think about that for a moment. The Bible is not only dealing with our physical sense of hearing, but it speaks of spiritual hearing also. Your spirit man, the hidden man of the heart, who can hear, who can see, who is indwelt by the Holy Spirit, God dwelling right here in our hearts. See? So think about your spiritual hearing now. And here it is so clear. Pay attention to what you hear. Because I see people sitting in the church sleeping. They'll come right down to you and pray for you in the middle of the church service. 
You know, Mort and I once went to a large meeting, gathering of a certain church. It was Passover time. And Mort bumped me and she says, look around you. 27 men were sitting sleeping. And that was on Good Friday. What's this? And so she was saying that. Now, you know, this is a little bit unspiritual, but I will say this to you, that um, there was this church where uh, there was a pastor and there was a man in the church and he would sit in his chair and go. And the next service, you sit in his church and his chair and go. And then his wife would bump him lest he start snoring now. And the pastor got a little bit knocked with that, if I say the right thing. He was all scratchy about that thing. So he walked down and he went to the bottom, walked up to the man, stood in front of him, and of course, just now speaking in a lower tone of voice, the guy's going. And he says to the church, how many of you today are going to heaven? Just stand up. Quietly in reverence of the Lord, stand here. And they all got up and one man was sitting. And then he said these words. And how many of you are going to hell? And the guy jumped up and he says, yes, yes, yes. And then he looked at the pastor. He says, pastor, it's only you and me standing. <laughs> well, give the Lord a praise offering. <laughs> Pay attention to what you hear. By your own standard of measurement, that is to the extent that you study spiritual truth and apply godly wisdom, it will be measured to you. And you will be given even greater ability to respond. And even more will be given to you besides. Now let me go through these verses to get to something. Now you know the Lord said, in the book of John 10 and 27. Very important verse there. And he says, I'm reading it now instead of just quoting. It's always good to see it, to hear it, to see it, to hear it. If you have a pen to get involved with a little note about it, sticks to your memory. You see the page what part of the page, and all those things besides, the context. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says. And I know them, and they follow me. Now, I like this chapter in the Bible, and you know what I'll do. Maybe I got it on, 
yet another program here. No, I haven't got on that program, but I want to give you this. If you go with me to Hebrews 5 and the 12th verse, this verse was big this week for me, very big. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 5, and again the Amplified Bible, he talks about the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is saying, concerning this, in verse number 11, concerning this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain. Since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing, Amplified Bible, dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing. Holy Spirit speaks. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. Since you become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disclined to listen. For though by this time, you ought to be teachers because of the time that you've had to learn these truths. The Word of God is truth. John 17, 17, sanctify them by thy word. Thy word is truth. You actually still need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have to come to be continuously in need of milk, not solid food. Stay on the milk wagon. The milk wagon. If there is such a wagon as a milk wagon. But okay. In my days, my childhood days, there were actually milk wagons around delivering milk from gate to gate. And you have come to continually be in need of milk and not of solid food. We've got to get past the nappy stage. I think in this church there's a lot of people that's pretty well educated already through the Bible school. Some people have been, should be in Bible school about 50 years ago. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a spiritual infant. Dull and sluggish and a spiritual infant. Amplified Bible. But Hebrews 5 verse 14. Solid food is for the spiritually mature whose senses, notice, senses. Now we know there are five senses, but we also know that this thing, when you talk about this, already you're talking about the spiritual man as well. And there are senses, even in terms of the hidden man of the heart, because you are a human being created in the image and likeness of God. You have a body indwelt by your spirit and you also possess a soul. Okay? The Bible tells you that. 
I think it's First Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 23. May the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. That means come all together, you, completely you. And may your spirit, soul, and body be preserved in the day of the Lord, until and to the day of the Lord. Senses are trained by practice, verse 14 here, to distinguish between what is morally good and what is evil. What is morally good and what is evil? I could easily run now from there, just on that part there. But in Matthew 7, 24, I say, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. Notice the word rock. Tell me now who's the rock of ages. What's his name? Everybody say Jesus is Lord. Whoever he hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The house that's built on the rock. Now we know the rock of ages, our rock is the Lord Jesus Christ. We also know he is the word. We also know that he gave us a lot of words that we're to listen and pay attention to it and then build, that build in the verb form here in the Greek, it tells you of action that takes place in accordance with this book I'm holding in my hand. Not just saying, well, you know what, that guy just preached a very good sermon today. Next week, what did I preach about? Don't know. Oh, did you know what, uh, what I said last week? No, I don't know. Were you in church? Yes, what happened then? I forgot. These words, these words, pay attention. And the rain descended, rain, floods, and winds. Rain descended, floods came, winds blew. Shall I add a little bit in brackets here, outside of the Bible, but in the context, 2023, 2023. Rain descended, strong obviously, forming floods now, and along with that, the storm had winds, and it beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Now, the opposite happens. When a person is not building, I'll just read up to there. When a person does not pay attention to the words of the Rock of Ages, does not build in accordance to 
the builder and architect of the city of gold itself in heaven above us, which is soon to come down on the new earth as God will destroy it, as we see in the book of Second Peter chapter 3 and on. But when your house is built with the help of the very spirit of the rock of ages, it will stand in the storm. Bring on the storms, I remain standing. Bring on the floods, bring on the winds, bring on the rains. Tonight I've got a song that I've just said to the band, I want to hear that song, I'll praise you in the storm. Matthew 7, I want to take here for a moment. In the Amplified also. 24, Portuguese, 24. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts, acts, acts. Everybody say acts. Everybody say action. On them, they're full of the... You know what Jesus said in John 6, 63? He says, the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Here's these words of mine acts on them. He'll be like a wise man, a far-sighted, practical and sensible man who built his house on the rock and the rain fell, and the floods and torrents came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, yet it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Can you say amen? And everyone who does not hear, hears these words of mine, and does not do them, hears these words of mine and does not do them, will be like a foolish, in brackets, here in the Bible, will be like a foolish, stupid man who built his house on the sand, not on the rock. We call it sand castles. Many people walk around with visionary sand castles. And the rain fell, and the floods and the torrents came, and the winds blew and slammed against that house, and it fell, and great and complete was its fall. Great and complete was its fall. Now you just take the Bible, just read it for half an hour, you got something. In fact, you got more fuel power in there that I could say if I use my own words. But if you use the Word of God, and then in accordance with the structure of the Word of God, the inspiration of the revelation of the Word of God, you build your house. Which, of course, in the book of Acts, I just think now when it comes and shoots into my mind, the word oikos. And if you build a house, it's the Greek word, it's oikodomeo. Oikodomeo. It's um, omega at the end of that letter. Last letter. The oikos is your house. So how's it built? 
Now within that house that has been constructed in accordance with the Word. I said in accordance with this book, the Word of God. That house can take a storm. Just the other day there was like a, where we live, there was like a threatening storm from one side. And, uh, you know, you could hear the winds are blowing outside. It's going just in the area we were living, maybe somewhere else as well. But there at that time, I looked at it and uh, I uh, just walked inside. You can hear it standing outside on the veranda looking out. And then I see this thing is coming in. There's winds blowing in every direction. Rain's beginning to fall. I know here is a big one coming in. I closed the door. I couldn't even hear it. Went to sit down in the study. Couldn't hear it. Went around to Mort. It was not, just not, we were not part of that storm. Storm came, storm left. The house remained standing. I said, the house remained standing. Will your house remain standing? My sheep hear my voice. If you hear his voice, pay attention. If you pay attention, you're built according to the great architect of heaven itself. The city of gold, who's builder and founder in the book of Hebrews chapter number 11. The builder and founder is Christ Jesus the Lord. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I need to get to that big time next week. Oh, yes. See. Now, my sheep hear my voice. Then said I, Lord, I need to get something which I have done as a project. In fact, this is like a book that I have done. And this that I have done is on the school of the prophets. I just did that as a theme. And within that theme, I put the whole ministry of the Holy Spirit. Everything was built in there. And fundamentally, I sat down and I began to type out. As the Spirit gave me revelation, was leading me through it, just started typing 21 levels of revelation in the prophetic ministry. Prophetic levels of, of revelation. 21 of them. And by memory, I could scan the Bible to and fro, and I could say, okay, that, 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 this goes to that position, this is there, this is more intense, this is more intense, this is a level higher, this is higher. 21 levels of prophetic revelation. So, when it comes to my sheep, hear my voice. I can, in fact, I have a file, I've, I discovered my file, I was so glad. I thought I'd lost it through this time, you know, being changed from one computer to another, and on a previous computer, I put it on file, and lo and behold, bang, got you. And here I have the 21 levels. I'm not going I'm not, I'm not to get into that now. But it meant just everything to me to see that stuff. And I thought to myself, how many people just don't know anything about that? How many people? So, Somewhere along the line, I'll do a course on that. But I'm not able to do the course on that because you've got the, the Holy Spirit, 
the operation of the Holy Spirit, then you have the gifts of the Spirit, you have the fruit of the Spirit, you have all the things, then we begin finally with the 21 levels. And I thought to myself, you know, how does God talk to people just now? You know, Jesus said, my sheep, my sheep, hear my voice. So, you know, there are fundamental things that you have to think about. You really have to think about this. You have to pay attention, as the Bible says, pay attention to my word. Take heed. Let him who has ears. Now, we know if you're born again, everybody's got spiritual ears. And your spiritual man is most definitely sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And hopefully you won't sleep in church. But your spiritual man is capable of reaching heights in the Spirit and communications from God. I've experienced that this past period of time that I was saying that I think something. It just comes to me, the Word of the Lord. You know, the Bible says the Word of the Lord came to the prophet. And I'm just walking, and I'm, let's say, busy with this stand over here with a microphone on it. And suddenly I have a, a word from the Lord that says something completely, I'm not even thinking of at that moment, something completely different. This is going to happen. And behold, the next day it happens. And then I, I go on, and I take a walk with my two dogs, and I'm, going, and I'm walking there, looking at them, talking with them, training them, sitting them down, things like that. Beautiful. And uh, suddenly, this is going to happen. And it happens. And this happens a few times to me now. And I thought to myself, Lord, it brings the fear of the Lord on me because it's like a massive presence of God wherever you go. People don't realize God's with you wherever you are. I mean, you are a temple of the Holy Spirit if you believe in Jesus Christ. Now, how many of you believe in Jesus Christ? How many of you say Jesus is Lord? Raise both hands and say Jesus is Lord. Now, give the Lord a praise offering. Everybody. Amen. Because nobody can say, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 3, that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. But now, let me just go in a general manner here. I think in the modern day world, our lives are so cluttered with stuff that we have difficulty, many I see, have difficulty in remembering. So I have a system of thought, and I know how that works, to retrieve things from near, far, anytime, and from the Bible. But I think a lot of people have so much other things in their lives that they're completely incapable of being spiritual men and women. So I came up with a context, with a concept. And I, I said, now, now, Lord, how would I explain anything like this? Because you develop a mental filing system. How would I explain this? Well, the first thing I thought of myself just... You, you just have to compartmentalize your mind so that that section of your mind belongs to the Lord and needs to be fed continuously with a word. All the time. All the time. Every day. Every day. All the time. 
I'm building my house. I need the architect of all creation. Teaching on the origins of creation and now the nature of fallen beings, the giants in the earth, the new, new materials on that. And I'm thinking, wow, wow, wow. This morning I thought, yo, Lord. And it's all part of his word, but he brings it together. So memory, if it's compartmentalized, say I've got to feed at least so many, so much time, as much as I can, to feeding my spirit. I don't want to be a spiritual anorexic. Some people never read the Bible. They become spiritual anorexic. If you saw them, you could only see a spiritual skeleton with a little bit of skin over it. Anorexia nervosa. I could add another word, anorexia ginosco. Yeah, in the mind. Of thoughts of the mind. Cognitive anorexia, if you will. And I thought, the first thing that God does and He speaks to us, He speaks to us through His Word. But you know, to me it's terribly important. It is terribly important. I have no words for it. Because I would stand here and preach to people. It is terribly important to have my mindset on this book as much as I can. Listen to it in the headphones or earbuds, whatever. Walk around, think it, speak it, talk it, study it. It's endless, it's infinite. It, it, it transcends, transcends the whole of creation. The Word of God is lifted higher than all things. It is very powerful. So you've got to, in that compartment of your mind, said that. The second thing is, you have to clear your mind from all the clutter that's there. Now in that saying the clear of the clutter, I was thinking, shall I share this with you? Maybe I'd have to pray for sore toes after this. If you want to hear from God. There's a platform you have to set. Obviously, you have to repent. I'm not even going to talk about repentance from dead works, having faith in God, Hebrews chapter number six. The meager principles. Let us not again go through all those meager principles, but let us continue not laying again the foundation of faith in God, of, of uh, repentance from where dead works, faith in God, the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment, but we'll move on. So people just stay in that one level all the time, just right in the middle, and they're never paying attention. They go home, they're still not paying attention. Now they live, and they construct every kind of thing, but they're not paying attention. So I said, you know what, maybe if I share something here that's going to shock you, and I'm not saying, I mean, this, this speaks to everybody, including me, all of us. The first part of this starts with the decluttering of the mind. Okay? So I began to look at statistics verified and vetted and authenticated of people and the internet. And I began to see things here that if you look at children, I've seen children, I don't know if you've seen it too, but once they get onto um, the amount 
when the amount of screen time, you can have, I haven't got a cell phone on me, but when the amount of screen time increases, student and scholar behavior typically, typically gets worse. And as it increases, then it gets much worse. Have you seen a child or a student throw his toys out of the cot when you take away that cell phone? Have you seen that? Now, don't, don't look at me like I'm the only man living here on planet Earth. How many of you have seen people get irritated? I've seen, I've seen people that were told, go to the bedroom, close yourself up, and taking away your cell phone, your iPad, whatever it is, taking it away from you. Now, don't look at me like that, Pastor Jacques. Am I touching? I'm sorry, I pray for you just now. I, just, I, just, I pray for you also just now, just now, just now, just now. Okay, Rose. All right. And let's move on with this. You see, now you want, I'm saying, you want to, you want, how many of you want the mind of Christ? How many of you want prophetic revelation and understanding? Okay, watch this now. Average screen time across the electronics, as I have mentioned, and this is a worldwide survey. This is not just here in South Africa. This is actually an American survey, continent of Europe, and well, it's worldwide. Then suddenly, in the midst of it, it begins to talk about South African internet users spend more than 10 hours and four minutes a day online for their daily boost of serotonin, ranking the highest of all the countries in the world. Nogal said Africa eerste. You want to drop your head in shame with this one. Now, it goes on. Lots of data here. But now it goes on and it says these words. Mobiles, cell phones, have become such a part of our lives that we feel uneasy if they're not found. First thing to do in the morning waking up is a cell phone. Last thing before you go to bed, am I stepping on toes? You're going to have to love me in any way. Give the Lord a praise offering here. Jacques, no, let me go to George. George, speak the truth in love. What's the first thing that you look at? Give Jesus another praise. <laughs> now, listen to this now. Mobiles have become such a part of our lives that we feel uneasy if we can't find them quick enough. George, if you don't get up early in the morning when it's still dark, you can't even see your wife. So just now I'll be praying for you. On average, Americans, listen to this, Americans, how's America? Check their phones 344 times per day. It is once every four minutes per survey conducted. 
per thousand. That means every four minutes, where's my cell phone? Where's my cell phone? Where's my cell phone? Where's my, you know, your heartbeat's a little bit faster than that, but it's almost the heartbeat side. Where's my cell phone? Where's my cell phone? Where's my cell phone? Serotonin and all sorts of things. Because they're finding in that all kinds of evil. In the survey, it goes on to say that more than 80% of American parents currently are highly concerned about their children and these things. Now, don't you ever think God's going to talk to you if you've got that stream of rubbish running through your mind. How many of you say that is rubbish? I'm not talking about if you have a Bible on, to, on, on your cell phone. How many of you say amen to that? Come on, how many of you say yes if your parents wave with your hands right now? Did you see your children close the door and go on the internet? How many of you seen your children close the door and go on the internet? Let me see you. Come, send of me. Now, just now I'm going to pray about the spirit of lying. How many of you seen your... It, and then it deals with detoxification of individuals. It even has programs of getting out of this stuff. Now, the first thing is, it's all under control. Even screen time. You're talking about television. I have very little television. I go with Mort. Mort switches on. Mort decides what to look, and she sees if it's kosher. Otherwise, I don't bother to look. And if there's any cursing, it goes off straight away. See? I do not want to have enemy signals in my mind. This mind belongs to Christ. And if we have the mind of Christ, we want to hear from, how many of you want to hear from God? Now, why didn't you just raise your hands just now? <laughs> Give the Lord another praise, I forget what. Amen. Now, just in this hearing from God, I might continue Maybe in, in the following weeks, I might continue on this because it's just that important. I don't have to go to these statistics all the time. I don't have to go there all the time, but the fact of the matter is, you know, we had a man here called Brad Huddlestone. Yanni, how long sit you up of your iPad? You know, there's another statistic that I haven't even told you. Jacques, do you know that some marriage partners, that is a husband and a wife, spend more time on their phones than with their actual marriage romantic partner? Art thou guilty? Okay, now I must make an urgent altar call here. <laughs> but it's serious. How do you pay attention to the word of the Lord if it's pushed one side and you want to compel, compartmentalize your mind and say, this belongs to Jesus Christ, shall not be defiled. Lord, what do you say to me? Lord, what do you say to me concerning my life, my studies, my business, my work, my situation? Now tonight we want to say, turn your hopeless situation around. How many of you want to hear from God in your life? Give the Lord a praise offering. I better stop now. Let's stand give the Lord a praise offering. Just, uh, just praise God properly. Praise God properly. Amen. Jacques, you're going to have to say to Elaine, 
you better spend more time with me and not on the cell phone. George, I have nothing to say to you. There's English saying, it's a terrible saying, but anyway, it says, liar, liar, your pants on fire. <laughs> but now he opens his eyes in the morning, and he's supposed to be getting up at four o'clock, I say, slip out without waking his wife, and go to prayer. <laughs> Sometimes I say to ministers, you for Rolf, you for if you love Jesus, give him praise today. Amen. Give him praise today. Thank you, Lord. I thank you so much that you, it's like move, removing cancer from our lives when we have all these things that are highly invasive and getting more so, that we have these things happening to us, help us then therefore not to be in bondage of the world and the things of the world, but love each other more than ever in the marriages. Spend more time with us as we spend more time with you and with one another in the Spirit, listening to the Holy Spirit, and the word of the Lord comes through. I thank you for this in Jesus Christ's name. Now the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. The Lord bless you and keep you. Make His face shine upon you and grant you peace now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. All God's people say. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.